Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Little here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. And on this particular right angle, I would like to start off by assuring you I'm not looking for victim points here. Uh, I've heard from many people that, that talking honestly about some of these issues really helps them, and that's really all I'm trying to do. Plus, there's a larger issue at play here. So uh, last two weeks have been really rough for me, and they've been rough for me because for 15 years, I've been taking 20 milligrams of Adderall to help me focus. Uh, before I started doing this work, I was working as an editor in Hollywood in, in, in an avid edit suite, and there would be producers behind me making notes, and I would fall asleep at the edit table. I thought I had narcolepsy. I had the, I went in and took the sleep thing. I had 35 electrodes coming off of me. I had apnea. I used, I used uh, CPAP. I used everything. I, couldn't, I could not figure it out. And then Adderall came along, and it, and it really changed my life. It, it allows me to stay awake during the day, and that's why I take it. Now, the problem is, is that I wouldn't say it was addictive, but what the, what the mechanical problem was, and, and the thing I really want to talk about today is, we're out of Adderall. Like, the country is out of Adderall. It's not my pharmacy's out of Adderall. The country is out of Adderall. And to my surprise uh, and uh, regret, uh, it, it turns out that coming off of Adderall is worse than coming off of SSRIs. You come, oh, if you have an antidepressant and you, and you suddenly just stop it, you will get more depressed than you were at the beginning. It just kind of buckets out, then sort of levels out. And this was much worse just debilitating for a, a week, right? Just debilitating. Like I said, I'm not doing this for victim points. I'm doing this because there's some 20 million people out there who also don't get their Adderall. And and here's what the real point is. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. Scott, uh, actually, Scott, let me start with you. Me not getting my Adderall made me exceedingly uncomfortable and, and cut my productivity. And I wouldn't be surprised if there were a significant number of suicides as a result of this, but yeah. it is survivable, right? I was not addicted to Adderall. I didn't have to go break into stores to get it, but I was dependent on it. I think that's a much better way to put it, right? Now, what happens if all of a sudden somebody says, well, looks like we're just out of insulin. We just don't have any more. The company that made the insulin is out of business now or was bought by somebody else. Sorry, when are you going to have some more insulin? No idea. That's what I was told. Does, doesn't that alarm you a little bit? Is Adderall only made by one company? Is that no? The it's it's it, this is generic. This is generic. It's it's so it's off it label now, and it's and it's not a terror. Look, essentially, it's street meth, right? It's it's just, yeah. it, it's it's made in the Breaking Back bad lab by somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> so, so it's so it is not like some. It's not like some unbelievably exotic yeah. drug with all of these weird kind of ingredients. Well, you know it. As good capitalists, uh, this is the kind of problem that the market should have taken care of. Like to me, yes. it, it seems like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop for you to tell me what kind of regulatory problem was introduced to keep this from uh, the free flow of production. Because my guess is it wasn't free. Somebody was paying for it, whether you or your insurance company or somebody. <laughs> and so as long as there's a market for something, it'll continue to be produced as we've seen with illegal and illicit drugs you know it's the demand side of the equation that drives the value and keeps the production rolling so so can you tell me anything about that side i can and i'm glad you brought that up because that's really one one of the major points i want to make i i have uh, uh blue cross insurance uh blue shield and it's good insurance and it costs a lot and normally uh, a a two-month uh 
prescription would be something like seven or eight dollars, I think. Right, so some something that I remember the exact number because that's it was what you essentially pay. that's what I paid. It was essentially trivial for me, and so it was seven or eight dollars for two months. When I found uh, a, a supply of Adderall, after calling around everywhere, I got a two month supply, and with my insurance, it was one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Hmm. With my insurance, without my insurance, I'm quite sure it's north of five hundred dollars for uh, for uh, a month. And this is what this is what concerns me, Scott. One of the things that concerns me is, well, there just isn't any more. Sorry, you're just going to have to tuck it, tough it out, diabetics. And the other thing is, is that this is a potential business model, right? When you have people, who, when you're talking about medication, especially, and this wasn't true in my case, but, but especially life-saving medication like insulin or something like that. Yeah. Now you're at a point where you can, you can create an artificial shortage and ramp the price up as much as you want to, and people will find a way to pay for it. They have to. They'll pay it before they, before they pay their rent. So you're saying it can be had, but at a much steeper price. Before, I'm saying, it sounded like no, you were saying no, it couldn't no, be no, had at no, all. No. It couldn't be had. It was gone, right? It was just plain gone. All across the country, people have known about this since the end of summer, and it, it was not available. But when some of it started to come back online, like anything else, you know, yeah. scarcity and all the rest of it, and... And those two dynamics, we don't have any more of the medicine. And, oh, by the way, we found a little bit of the medicine, and it's, it, it, and it's you know, 200 times what you paid for it before. So do you want it or not? Well, and this sounds to me like uh, the perfect argument for somebody who's not on your side of the political aisle to jump in yes. and say, the government needs to be involved in this because we need to It'll have— It'll make commies out of you. I swear to God, to it have, will turn us all into communists. We need to have giant tanks. The National Reserve of Adderall has to be in some giant uh, secure facility somewhere. The Strategic Adderall I'll, Reserve. Strategic That's what we need. Adderall I'll, I'll, I'll keep the, uh, the National Valium stockpile in my house for you. He's already got most of the underground vodka supplies. <laughs> so how do you not go in that direction? That's what I'm at. Like, because this is where the rubber meets the road. It's not yes, where we're talking about theoretical, abstract, political concepts and notions. This is, I'm a guy who needs this stuff. I can't get this stuff. Somebody needs to do something about it. Who is that somebody? So when, what, so exactly like you said, I thought, you know what? I'm sick of these pharmaceutical companies that realize, my God, you sound like a communist. And, and so... There is a non-communist solution to this, right? But we're not using it. The non-communist solution to this is for all of these laboratories out there and all of these people that are capable of compounding this relatively simple medication is for them to look out there and say, there's no Adderall. That's one of the most, that's one of the most popular drugs in America. I think we should start making some Adderall. And, and, then, and then competition comes in and people start filling an unmet uh, supply and the free market does its wonders, and now we have 700 Adderall producers. The price of Adderall actually goes down over what it was prior to, and we don't run out of it anymore. But, but, the federal government will not let you open up a mom-and-pop pharmaceutical company. Yes, <laughs> and right. so here we are, Scott. Here we are. Yeah, and that's that's why I knew, even though I knew nothing, this is this is the great thing about having conservative principles, is even if you don't know anything about the particulars of the situation, you immediately come to a certain conclusion because of a pattern in history. <laughs> How you did the government screw it up? It's a simple recipe. So what did the government do to, to screw this up? Now, it, it still doesn't explain why there's a shortage in the first place. Like, you know, they got to the bottom of the Adderall mines and they, and they couldn't find any more. They dug too deep and there was no more down there. But, <laughs> no! <laughs> that's right. 
But it indicates that, you know, what do you want the federal government to do? Do you think there should be no regulation of this? Or do you think it should be um, that it should be easier for somebody to get a license to manufacture Adderall? Should we take, you know, America's uh, great um, meth lab uh, developers and put them to work doing something good for society like white hat hackers? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Yeah. I <laughs> So, Steve, you know what else is, is rare and expensive these days? Eggs. Oh, yeah. Eggs oh, yeah. Are, yeah. You have to take out a loan to get eggs, I, right? And this, and this strikes me as a similar kind of a thing. Now, in the case of eggs, apparently there was a big bird flu thing in the winter. It took a lot of, took a lot of, the, of the hens away and so on. But again, it's, it's impossible for a person to start growing, to start their own egg farm and sell eggs to people because they have to get FDA approval for all of this stuff. So once again, the market isn't allowed to work because of these regulatory agencies. I'm not saying those regulatory agencies don't do any good, but I am saying that they, that with these things in place, artificial shortages, shortages that could be cured by the market arise and they can't be cured by the market. Yeah, one of the very first things I ever posted to the, to the internet uh, is actually AOL. This would have been like 94. I did a super long, detailed list of the, uh, the two cows theory of, of economics. You know, the, 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 uh, communism, you have two cows, the government takes them both and shoots you. Uh, uh, <laughs> capitalism, of course, you have two cows, you sell one and buy a bull. Uh, the one I came up with, I think I came up with this one, or maybe, maybe I, I got it from somebody else, I can't remember now, it's been almost 30 years, was the New Deal. You have two cows, the government slaughters them, but gives you some milk from the other farmer's cows. <laughs> Just, uh, government is stupid and pig-headed, especially when it means well. Um, that said, there, we're, we're in a situation now where you can get fentanyl anywhere and Adderall nowhere. This is extremely <laughs> messed up. And yeah, I was having a conversation with uh, uh, Sarah Hoyt several years ago. Um, we were, uh, uh, Sarah Hoyt's a science fiction author, a former Colorado resident, mm -hmm. good, good friends of, of my wife. I mean, she grew up in Portugal. Does the night shift at Instapunny. Yes. Uh, Sarah grew up in Portugal in the, in the seventies when the, the politics was basically the fascists versus the communists. And you just didn't know who was going to be in charge one week to the next. And it was just awful all the time. So she is very much a, a free market capitalist and I adore her. Uh, we were visiting a mutual friend, uh, in, in Europe and, he assured us after dinner on the first night as we were loading the dishwasher that this was an older dishwasher and not one of the new models that is awful by government regulation. And this started a, a whole conversation. The, the, the new dishwashers, mm. oh, they conserve water. Yeah, but they don't get your dishes clean. So you got to run it three or four times. And, of course, now you're using more water. And, yeah. and Sarah said to me, and I'll never forget this, she says, the awful dishwasher, the, the laundry detergent that doesn't get your clothes clean, um, all of these regulations, she said, they make everything just a little bit worse. And I think that's what they're trying to get us used to, is everything just being a little bit worse. You know, our electricity used to be cheap and plentiful. Now it is uh, expensive and, and unreliable. Um, it, it, it takes two hours to charge your car instead of five hours to fill it, or five minutes to fill it up. Just making everything a little bit worse so that we expect less. And and number one, I think she's right. And number two, it's horrible. 
Number three, is there something actually worse going on that's going to have cascade effects further on? And it's 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 our loss of expertise. Um, little things like we've outsourced our pharmaceuticals to China. And it isn't just that we lost the ability to, to make the Adderall ourselves, and it's impossible, basically, to, to start up a new pharmaceutical company here for reasons you already listed, or pharmaceutical manufacturing here, but we've lost the expertise in how to do this. Um, our Navy is woefully small. Um, and not only did, did we cut the Navy too much, but we cut our ability to build ships by too much. And so you no longer have the uh, the electrical guys or the welder guys or all the other expert jobs it takes to build ships. So even if we threw a ton of money at the problem, it wouldn't matter because we don't have the expertise anymore to do these things, or at least not to do them at scale. And that makes everything take longer, and it makes everything more expensive, and it conditions us to expect things to cost more and take longer and be worse than they used to be. There. They are resetting our expectations downward. That's, that's and if perfectly worded. If there's anything more in this world, we have to fight, Bill. This this just occurred to me. If there's anything more in this world, we have to fight. It's it it it's this. This is this is it. This is the battle right here. Hey, Bill, can Scott, I throw you, in something? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Look, Steve just absolutely. made me think of something. And, oh, sorry. And here's here's uh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> here's the issue. Um, markets are nimble. Uh, government is plodding. And, and this is something you don't hear conservatives say often enough, we want it to be that way. We want government to be plodding. We do not want a nimble government. We want government to be slow and careful. We don't want it to do anything fast. <laughs> Take your time, think about it, get tied up for a while, that's fine, just don't pass any laws. So, and he, but here's the problem. Because government is plotting and markets are nimble, if something goes wrong in markets, the nimble, agile nature of markets will take care of it right away. But if they have to go through government first and government is plotting, then it will get it bogged down. It's like when there's a hurricane, all of a sudden you've got bottled water available everywhere. It's $10 a bottle, but you yeah, can but get it. It's absolutely it's, right. It's, it's there. everywhere. Exactly. But... Uh, but if government gets involved, then you can't get uh, bottled water, but at least it's uh, you're not uh, paying confiscatory rates for bottled water. You're just, you know, dying of thirst. Yeah, that's all. You know, what Steve said, uh, Adderall is nowhere, but fentanyl is everywhere. Yeah. That's true. And that reflects upon the government. I don't mean the Democrats. I don't mean the Republicans. I don't even mean our government. It reflects upon governance. It reflects upon the idea that there are people who are responsible for ordering society and enforcing the rules. And, and in, a, in a just society, that's all they do. They enforce fair rules in a fair way. They're not players. They're referees. And then they get out of the way. But, but Steve is right. It, it, I really am convinced it's designed to, to, to slowly erode away the idea that we are that we that we have the freedom to do what we want to do to make our lives better. That no 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 you can't can't have this car because it'll kill the planet. No you can't do this because because it'll kill the the water. You can't do this because of this. You can't do this. You should start thinking about eating bugs. You know because because cows are are are, are going to kill the planet. All the rest of this stuff. It is if this I'll just wrap it up this way. If this had been a one off, 
if this had just been just this and nothing else, we hadn't had to deal with the, the Victrola problems and we haven't had to deal with, you know, the lockdowns. We didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. Scott's segment this week is on is on trying to reset a $31 trillion debt ceiling. If none of that existed and there was good governance and this thing happened, I'd say, okay, this is just one of those black swan events. It's just, just one of those things where the stars aligned incorrectly and, and it'll get fixed, but it's not. Necessary medication cannot be found in this country, and illegal medication that will kill thousands of people is available in this country, and that is a result of governments, and governance is a result of us. We're the people that make these decisions on governance. I, 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 I have to tell you, that this, the reason this shook me up so much was not because of what it did to me. It just, it just made me extremely unhappy and lethargic. But it did occur to me that if somebody can say to you, no, there is none of this medicine that you've been prescribed and that you that you're dependent on. It's just not there. So tough luck, pal. Then what happens if it's cardiac medicine? What happens if it's insulin? What happens if it's something else? I don't like living in a world where it is possible to shut down something like medicine because the market is prevented from doing what it has to do. And I suspect the answer to this is, and I don't even know if this is what they intend, but I suspect this is where it's going. If we can't trust our government to do this, then I'm going to call Walter White, and I'm going to get Walter White to do it. Uh, he's going to come in in his lab from Breaking Bad, and, and, and I'm going to go to him to do it, because there is no other choice. And we should be very alarmed about this. I'm very alarmed about it, and, and there is a solution. It's just that we keep voting people into office who won't allow us to use those solutions. So, no Adderall, tons of fentanyl. That's what you get when you vote this way. For Steve Green and Scott Out, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Right Angle.